Radiance, The Dream in Time Rearranged by Shaheen Morali, curator of the Uganda Pavilion at the 59th International Venice Biennale. Introduction. In the whirlwind of the Venice Biennale, two artists from Uganda and based in Kampala, Achaya Kernan and Colin Sekajugo, present their work in an exhibition entitled Radiance. They dream in time at the Palazzo Palumbo Fasati. For every nation presenting for the first time in this global gathering, this is a historic moment and Uganda's inaugural pavilion at the Venice Biennale is a fertile ground in which to present the artist's ideas to further understand the semantic intelligence of Ugandan traditions and its modernity. The plethora of exhibitions in various sections of the Venice Biennale, often emerging from within its axis, set in Giardini and the Arsenale, extends its mission into Venice's celebrated narrow lanes and canals. Here, exhibitions, curators, and artists summon narratives that continue in the evolving life of Venetians, whose own heritage to the Silk Route and immersion in the human dilemma of the Black Plague led to European enlightenment. I had a chance to speak with both of the artists from the pavilion and Bjorn Stern, an art dealer involved in the project. Achaya Kernan joins us today from Venice. And Colin Sekajugo joins us as well. Enjoy this Venice Biennale special here on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. How is it that everybody came together? How did this start? Where did this kind of, what was the inception of this whole project? It, uh, it began with um, <clears throat> me walking in um, one day to uh, one, of the, one of the commercial galleries in Kampala, uh, where I discovered Achaya's works and realized as an artist manager who works across, you know, the international field, that I was looking at a fully formed artist's first exhibition. And that happens very rarely in my business. Um, Colin and I had worked previously um, and an idea formed around um, presenting Uganda's inaugural uh, pavilion in Venice. Um, so we pulled our efforts together and uh, with the help of uh, Achaya's many contacts and, you know, willingness and, um, you know, a sort of a will-do spirit, uh, we have ended here. Mm -hmm. um, I represent a company called Stjarna Art, which is based in Brussels, uh, in Belgium, and uh, we manage artists uh, across the international sphere, and Achaya and Colin are two of the artists that we are privileged to work for. So uh, that's what we do, and um, we um, 
manage what we don't represent. Mm -hmm. So that's what galleries do. Yes, I get that. Um, I wanted to know more about the Uganda National Pavilion. At the 59th International Art Exhibition of the Venice Biennale, can you divulge a few things about what to expect there, Bjorn? The, the pavilion deals with new creativities, new ecologies, new positionings, new repositionings of the cultural landscape of Uganda um, that um, takes on many different shapes. And I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm not going to sound like the curator. Colin, I wanted to ask you about some of the materials that you use in your work and um, Achaya, um, some of the materials that Achaya uses and the connection. Most of the material that she uses, uh, obviously I'm very familiar with and I kind of try to use it in the past. But um, as a versatile kind of artist who um, sort of like cuts across different mediums. I, I've been experimenting in different ways uh, through painting, uh, mixed media, <clears throat> art installations and performance. And I'm sure Achaya does pretty much the same, although she doesn't really seem to be doing a lot of painting. How would you respond to that, Achaya? We discovered like a month back, sitting with Colin, that we share a very close friend in theater in common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that about the time when Colin was doing some work in dance and theater in Rwanda, I was there as well, putting together my first conference of theater and symposium mm -hmm. in Kampala with another, with the same friend. So in that sense, we all have a background in storytelling that mm. is very much steeped in um, the reality of what Africa is and what her orature um, brings to our identity, but also our standing in the diaspora. Having said that, my work is very fired up by the philosophies and heritage that mostly underpins the making of art by women. And in that sense, it had always been a very disturbing notion for me, you know, my storytelling about why when we're talking about art from Africa most of the time, we're talking, yes, about masters, but there's a whole complete erasure of women. There's, they're almost non-existent apart from maybe let's say from the late 80s, we start to see a few women here and there like dotted within this conversation. And that, that their, the absence of their names and their identities within the canon of art from Africa does not exactly mean that they don't exist. And it has dawned on me for a very long time that it's simply because we've been looking in the wrong places or have been made to look for them or for art in the wrong places. At, you go to any African home, mostly in Uganda, um, for instance, in Masaka where Colin comes from and you go further into Chotera, every homestead 
has a weaver or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has a whole line of a weaving heritage and culture, including patterns and colors that that family oh, has boy. been passed on from generation to generation. You enter their homes and you'll find like this array of mats and baskets and woven products that date back sometimes to generations before them. And they're there and they've lived with this knowledge, with this subjective experience of art and art making, but from a very functional perspective. So in that sense, the women, the makers and the artisans in most cases have lost um, uh, their exposure, their visibility, so to speak, as art makers, because in that sense, the functionality that their art is subjected to strips it away of its ethereal nature, which you'll instead see in the male artists. You see a drum drum sculptor, you'll see um, a potter of clay and pots, and suddenly he's seen with reverence within the community as someone who molds these amazing things, even if they be functional. So my work comes from that point to posit the women back into the conversation, valid makers as valid art makers and through weaving. Because as weaving, as woven products come into back into the atmosphere and especially with the new bars in um, conscious living and conscious art and craft and everything without extremely turning their art making into yet another single story within the capitalist um, atmosphere of what craft art is, is to use their woven material and knowledge as my tapestry onto which I write new stories. And it's also for me a departure from the white box, so to speak, because I grew up as a very passionate maker of theater. I still make theater, but words for stage, for poetry and performance are not elastic. You cannot extend them beyond their contextual meaning, so to speak. But when I brought it back into installation and contemporary art, using the woven product as my paint, so to speak, my canvas on which I write new stories. It's beautiful that it has turned into one timeless art. Um, It's telling new stories that are realistic of mapping, of geopolitics, of body politics, but also of where we are as a nation, as a conglomerate of states who are bringing in a new education philosophy through weaving and tactile knowledge and the matrices that are passed down within the woven product. I'll stop there for now. Okay. We're going. And uh, Colin, I see that you have a lot of pattern and uh, maybe talk a little bit about the, is it similar pattern to specific to your area? Like, do the patterns change very much from area to area? Uh, my pattern design um, uh, comes from a very similar, uh, sort of like, you know, inspirational background, as Chai has put it. It comes from uh, uh, the area where I originally come from, Masaka, 
I didn't grow up there, but um, I've always had this very um, strong passion for art making from the traditional um, level. And I found that a lot of women, especially women, have had that as a part of their lifestyles for so long, you know, where they're making basketry, um, even decorative like art on different surfaces. And I found that um, those elements of art making became a part of my personal study on what art making is all about in Uganda. And I borrowed that as an idea to incorporate it into my, um, uh, my, con my contemporary way of doing things. I think that's where the patterns are coming from. Even though I have um, sort of like, you know, um, I would say added so much to what I already know uh, from the grassroots and, um, and, and bringing that into a conceptual space has become a very significant part of my um, creativity or, you know, creative space, if you may. And I'm continuing to learn about different ways of making art from the traditional perspective. And for me, it's sort of like a journey and, and it's, 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 I'm seeking very many answers and I'm questioning a lot of these, these things through um, different media. I, th I think, Colin, if I may just chip in here, I mean, um, uh, I, I think we, you and I, we've spoken quite a lot about how the, the, the generic messages of imagery that we're always surrounded ourselves with, that we're imposed on, that we're compelled to, to be with, um, mm. that you're taking them back into um, as a re-representation in the traditional materials and in, the, in that mm. repositioning it's becoming almost like a reckoning of looking at these um, how did you put it like of these unknowable figures um, mm. there's these transitional <laughs> figures that, that come in and out of the pictures and I always found that very fascinating and we've spoken about it in the past but anyway mm. um, but yeah, also to, to just to expound on what you just mentioned there, which I, I highly appreciate. I think these patterns also have a lot to do with the symbolisms of different Ugandans. Ugandan, um, uh, I would say it's like a a roll up of cultures, different cultures, you know, of Uganda rolled up in one vast kind of like identity, and that's. What we're struggling with as a, as a Ugandan society to present to the world. So I'm using these patterns as um, as, as as different aesthetics, not necessarily uh, pictorial, but also aesthetics, aesthetics in the sense that it gives you a lot of like a, like a sense of um, what's the word? I mean, I'm trying to 
Isn't it almost like backgrounds, I would say? I mean, it's, it's like you, you, you're using them as stage sets almost, as, at least that's how I, I've seen them, that they're stage mm. sets for, for these sort of um, mini dramas that happen, um, you know, mm. um, these figures that saunter in and out of the pictures, but the, the patterns are sort of uh, reminding you it's not like wallpaper, it's something else. Because I mean, that, that, I, I feel that, that that's <coughs> been done many, many times as a commentary, but um, I think it's, it's really interesting to see that um, uh, the, the, the patterns that aren't necessarily um, mathematically calculated but mathematically remembered. Do you know what I mean? It's like, in, it's like an intuitive form of pattern making. I think that connects you with, with Achaya's work as well. I mean, when, I, yeah, when you see these tax, when you see these sort of tactile materials and, and it's like this, this oral memory this ma and a mathematical memory as well, which is pure intuition. And when that's handled by both of you, in both your unique ways, I, th I find that really, really uh, exciting. Sorry, uh, no, I'm ranting, so oh, no, you better that, stop me with great. another question. I'm, I'm happy, happy to hear the rant. <laughs> that's excellent. Mm. I have also noticed in your paintings, Colin, that there's a lot of humor. Some of them are very kind of mm -hmm. have a, a humor about them, which I like very much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, is that is mm -hmm. that just come naturally, or is there kind of I think it does. I mean, there's yeah, a natural for, for, for irreverence, I think. No, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it does because I, <laughs> I may not be as um, I don't I don't have a background in in, in theater, but I, but I'm very passionate about um, theater. Uh -huh. I think that's part of that is another. Um, a part of my artistry in that sense. And, and that is manifested on the canvas. If I can't do it on stage, I think I, I want to bring it on canvas and then try to create conversations and, and, and evoke um, thought around how, what I think about um, different, you know, scenes and scenarios and in different, um, you know, different aspects of our day-to-day -day lives. I mean, that's what I'm trying to bring onto the canvas. I wanted to talk to Achaya about um, preparing works for the Radiance uh, They Dream in Time exhibition during the workshop performance at UNCC Kampala in 2022. Uh, how was how was that, and what was that like? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so, in my work, I commission women artisans from various parts of Uganda, central, northern, West Nile region, and bits of Western Uganda. In their commissioning, becomes also my curatorial, but also the collaborative part that I do with them. So what happens is I see particular 
kinds of weaving or pattern making by particular women and they catch my eye. And then for some of them, I ask them to make modifications to the work. So the workshop at the National Theatre, the UNCC, was one to share with Uganda because a lot of the Ugandan populace is not going to be here to see the work. Um, uh, bringing it to Venice makes it inaccessible to most of them. Mm-hmm. It was to show them the process of the work, mm-hmm. one um, uh, and to to what can I say to illustrate the inclusive nature of the Ugandan pavilion in that sense. Because in as much as yes, we are privately managed, and this is um, a private public partnership with the Uganda government. It does not change that there has to be that element of cultural cohesion from Uganda. Mm -hmm. And in my mind's eye, the women bring it in every sense because they come from different parts of Uganda with different heritage knowledge and they're women who are, I think about 51% of the Ugandan population. So the workshop at the National Theater was to show Uganda what's happening, to show them the process, and then for them to be able to understand where I come from. When I say I collaborate with women, what do I do with the women? Am I just skiving off of what they're weaving and running away with it? Or do I deconstruct the work and do I design new things? And in the process also, the workshop allowed me to impact one, another, skilling exercise where I showed them through another lady from Western Uganda how to dye their different fibers with natural roots and vegetation from windy forest. But there are also other herbs that is available in every community. My goal is when the work starts to build in scale, I have to be able to tell women from Masaka in Central Uganda and women in, in Western Uganda and Northern Uganda and say, we're making coils without turning them into baskets. And we're making them say in Chilagara. Chilagara from Bombo, which is one of the vegetables that bring out ties in Namu. Um, and all of them should be able to go and get that from their immediate communities, process it into a dye and dye fiber. And the collective effort is that I'll have 100, 200 women from all over Uganda making a single colored work Mm -hmm. weaving. So that is the other thing. And for them to also return back to the earth conscious way of doing the work because they've been beset by a lot of dyes coming out of China, which are very synthetic dyes Mm -hmm. and they're very corrosive. And you find when you look at most of their fingers, they're really like battered fingers, mm. while natural dyes are very kind and actually add instead, they actually trick the fingers and all these things. But also a new way to do a higher quality product that sells on the international market so that it's not just a few. And finally, for me, it was also to reposition the women back at the UNCC as mm-hmm valid artisans within mm-hmm. the country, within 
the culture of art making, especially from the primary communities away from the post-colonial artists who are mm. who have benefited off of the post-colonial education of what storytelling is on a stage and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. These women are telling stories that have been there before time. Mm -hmm. They're valid, they're transitional, and they're all these things. Yes. Excellent. Well, I may be in Venice soon, in which case I'll meet yeah. you in person. Hopefully. You do jazz. Where's a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, we should collaborate. Are you performing? Are you going to be around during the performance? I hope so. Okay. Cool. You are. Well, it's been it's 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 been the sort of the regular consummate amount of madness around mm. Venice and its installation. So, just to 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 well, it, it's sort of normal that mm -hmm. you know uh, things uh, are you know you speak with your hands for the most time mm -hmm. and you have to wink and you have to smile and you have to you know do all those things but then you also have to go from zero to monster in a second you know when right. things go, go wrong and you have right. to scream at people too I but love it's the, largely uh, coming together oh know? great uh, i love the energy in venice it's uh, it's amazing yeah i think we're i think we're a scrappy bunch as well we're sort of taking it with good humor and flexibility and you know colin you're still in <laughs> you're still in kampala <laughs> so you know um that 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 also has has a lot to do with the irreverence i guess that must mm -hmm. be used here because otherwise i think we'll just you know we'll, right. we'll come at this with no hair right yeah, just tear well it out. thanks bjorn I, uh, it was great speaking with you colin and achaya White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media.